Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Series 2 of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales and mindfulness coach, trainer, consultant, and speaker. I work with corporate sales teams and leaders, along with startup business owners passionate about what they do, but wanting to up their sales game. My main mission is helping us all become more mindful of how we elevate our performance, perspective, and potential. If you want to know more, then look me up on LinkedIn. Chris Hatfield, always happy to chat. So if you're new to Not Another Sales Podcast, here's what to expect. It's aimed at giving you insights into how you can be successful within the world of sales, whether that's your career or your own business. We go deeper into the thought process and mindset needed for success when selling and when running a business, not just the skills and output. So if you're looking for a podcast with a difference that starts with the mind in mind, this is for you. So enough about me, let's get started. On today's episode, I'm joined by the one and only Morgan J. Ingram, one of LinkedIn's top sales voices of 2019, Director of Sales Execution and Evolution at J. Barrow's Sales Training and host of the SDR Chronicles podcast. And Morgan and I are going to be talking all about managing your mindset in sales, why it's so important when selling to be focused on your mindset as well as your output in terms of your skills, what are the main challenges that will affect your mindset on a day-to-day basis, and what's worked for Morgan within his career so far when he is faced with challenges towards that that might impact his mindset and how he prepares for that on a daily basis. So if you're listening to this and you work in the world of sales or you've got your own business, you might have just started selling and you're finding your mindset is constantly taking a battering and you're not sure how to stay positive around it, this is the perfect episode for you. So sit back and enjoy. Morgan, welcome. How are you? Chris, what's going on, man? I'm really good, thanks. Thanks for uh, for coming back on, one of the OGs of Not Another Sales Podcast. I know, I know. So it's it's good that I'm back in here. Yeah, you're you're part of the. I think you're the first recording of series two. So um, episode five, here we go. Series one, here we go again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so Morgan, I mean, you know, a ton of listeners and people have given me some great feedback about our conversation and what's what's happened since. But it'd be great for anyone that's just tuning in um, who's not familiar with you, whether they've been hiding under a rock, I'm not sure. Um, to give a bit <laughs> of a, a synopsis, a bit of a, an overview, really, of, of who you are. Yeah. So. Started off as an SDR, BDR, that was about four, maybe five years ago, and started off in a, a company in Atlanta, it's called Terminus, and what we did at Terminus is we were selling to B, or still they still are, selling to B2B marketers to help them with proactive digital ads, and from that, I learned a lot about sales development, I learned a lot about sales and career development, a lot of stuff across the board, and in that, it made it a really exciting time for me to express my skill set and show people what I was learning because it was my first job out of college. And so I started something that a lot of people may know me for, you may be listening in and maybe new to you. It's called the SCR Chronicles. And the SCR Chronicles is my journey of sharing obstacles, best practices, and thing that, things that I was going through to help me be successful. And because of that whole thing that I shared, I was able to grow myself brand-wise on LinkedIn I had a lot of people that interact with it on LinkedIn. It was one of the first pieces of content, like from a video standpoint, telling people, hey, this is what you should be doing on a day-to-day basis. And the crazy thing is from that, it allowed me to grow my brand to be an SDR manager. We're at 13 reps. And then from there, I got approached by 
John Barrows, and now I work at JB Sales Training. I've been here for the past two and a half years teaching people how to prospect, how to fill top of funnel and get the most out of what they're doing. So that's what I've been able to do so far. It's been a super exciting journey, but that's just my background. And I guess we're going to dive into the topic here today. Yeah, great. And, you know, SDR Chronicles, you mentioned, we could probably get into a bit later, but it's it's on the way back in as well. So looking forward to seeing some more great content there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and one of the things that we're going to be talking about today, Morgan, as, as we sort of briefly discussed as well, is the thing around mindset. And it's something big that runs as a theme on this podcast. But what I'd love to get your opinion on today is, is around how you manage your mindset and sales and some of the things that have happened in the last five years to make it more important, a bit more of a, I suppose, spotlight on it, really. Um, because it is something that some people sometimes overlook. You know, everyone looks at the top performers and think it's all about what they're doing and what they're saying. But a lot of the time it comes from what they're thinking or the habits they're creating. So why why do you, first of all, feel like mindset is so important when selling and, and managing it in the right way? So what you visualize, what you believe in, what you have intent on is eventually what ends up being the stuff that you do if you take actions on. And so as you pray, as you, whatever you do, as you meditate, visualize, you have to make sure that you're in the right mindset to sell or talk to somebody. Because if you're not in the right mindset, that energy that you have is going to make it a lot more difficult to convince, persuade, sell, all these different things. You're not going to be able to do the active listening pieces to do those things that I just mentioned. So it's incredibly important that you have the right mindset every single day to make sure that you can do the things that you're doing. And ultimately, all that means is that in life, everything's a roller coaster, right? So you're going to go through highs, you're going to go through lows. And the whole thing is not to get caught up in those emotions. Now, from time to time, I even get caught up in those emotions. But the whole goal is that you want to keep a steady mindset so you don't have these highs and lows that are happening. Yeah. yeah and you mentioned there around the waves. And are you familiar with the Simon Sinek talk around the Infinite Gamer? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. I, I know, like, you know, wh- what's your why? I'm familiar with that, but not that piece yeah. you just mentioned. So, Simon, it's a really interesting talk, actually. For anyone listening, it's about 15, 20 minutes on YouTube, but I'll I'll, I'll give it to everyone short term. Um, so what he talks about in, in life, there's there's finite games and there's infinite games. And we finite games would be examples like sports where there's a winner or a loser and infinite games are played throughout. There is no end point. Um, but the mm. problem is it's when you take an infinite game like life and people put a finite perspective on it. And he talks about companies such as... Um, Apple versus Windows, for example. He talks about Windows' sole purpose is a, is a finite mindset because all they're intent on is beating Apple. But Apple's mindset is an infinite one because what they want to do is make the world a better place through their technology. Windows will always mention Apple in their ads and their their promos and whatever they're doing, but Apple never do that. And he talks about, you know, if you've got a finite mindset, you'll often lose because the infinite gamer will carry on. There is no, like, winning or losing. And the, the point of that is when finite gamers if you've got that mindset get to a point where you you feel like you've won you get to that point and everyone's been there i'm sure you could you probably relate to this early in your career where you think yeah oh, that's an amazing sure. month and then you're like where did it go what happened because you're just expecting when you get to this point that you're going to feel like this forever and when it disappears and then on the flip side when when you lose your perception of losing you think everything's gone everything's over you just think life's going to swallow me up because i can never see the light again Whereas an infinite gamer would, would realizes there's some ups and there's some downs. And, you know, when you're down, you're not always going to be there for long. When you're up, the things are going to change. And you need to be on top of your game to ensure you don't miss that. 
So it's it's kind of like that piece of like taking that mindset and just thinking I'm an infinite gamer here. Like there is no definitive. Just because it's the end of the month, it doesn't mean that this is like a winning or losing point. This is just a, a wave that I'm taking. So that's real. That's really interesting. I kind of see that as McDonald's and Burger King. That's probably another great example of that yeah. too. Uh, so I, I think when you think about the the infinity mindset, I think Chris, you can even talk directly to this. Is that when people focus on having the infinity mindset, it's you're focused on some type of theme, right? Mm. So you're like, hey, you know, ultimately I want to become really good at prospecting or I want to become really good at qualification or I want to become really good at closing or whatever, you know, whatever that is. I think those are things that, you know, I, I think about that help you get to that infinity mindset. And the finite mindset is like, hey, I really want to have a good month or I want to have a good yeah. quarter, right? And so like once that ends up happening, it stops. I think also as well, I think we put too much pressure and emphasis as a collective, you know, I'm part of this on like titles. Like we're like, Hey, I really want to be a director of sales. Right. And so you get to get, you get to become a director of sales. And now again, you're in that finite mode. Cause once you get there, you're like, what's next? And then you mm. lose yourself in the process. And I see, I see that a lot across the board. And I think that's just something important for people to pay attention to. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think why, why mindset is so important as well is, you know, talking about those waves is just maintaining that consistency. If, a lot yeah. of people think that you can go into sales and think, you know, I've, and we'll, we'll probably come to it shortly around some of the, the myths around it, but they think, you know, I can just focus on the skills. I'm confident I can do this. I can do that. But the problem is if you don't have the right mindset, you don't have the right habits, you're running off instinct a lot of the time. So when you're successful, you probably won't know what you've done to get there. And when you when you haven't been successful and failed, you won't know why. You, you don't know either way. So you're kind of lost in the middle. Yeah, exactly. And then And then you're just like, what do I do? So you have to choose that lane. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What do you think are some of the, the main challenges that will impact your mindset along the way from your experience when you've been selling the sort of maybe even when you first started out to even now? I think just getting in a rut. I think I talked to, I talked to someone about that today, about how do you get yourself out of rut? It's getting in a rut. I think sometimes you like have a really good month and then you trick yourself and you're like, okay, like I'm great. And then the next month, right? You end up flushing yourself down the toilet, <laughs> flushing down the toilet because you're like, yeah, dude, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I think yeah. it's, we we trick ourselves sometimes that we're doing really, really well when we need to just be like, no, I am doing well. However, I know I can improve, and that's just because I'm doing really well doesn't mean that it's the end all be all. I think that's sometimes where we fall into a trap is we have it as an end all be all when it's not when it is an end all be all. That's not the case. We can't think mm. about it that way. And so we have to continuously be improving on what we're doing and how we're going about it. Because if we're not doing that, then this is when, this is when problems happen, right? This is when you run into situations where like, oh man, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. So when it comes into having these problems in your role, the best thing that you can do is go seek out advice. And, and I'm, I'm even saying that for myself, I'm not a good person receiving feedback, but I know when I ask for advice and I get feedback, I become incrementally better at what I do. So, mm -hmm. as much as it's hard for me to do it, I'm admitting that. So, I know a lot of people out there probably listening, like it's hard for you to do that. I, but I will encourage you, like every time I have done it, I've I've never seen a negative result by seeking out feedback and advice. It sucks mm -hmm. in the moment, but I've never seen a positive. I've never not seen a positive result by getting that feedback and implementing it. So, normally when you're in that rut, our mindset tricks us to be like, nope, I'm gonna good. I'm gonna figure out myself. Which you can do that. But that's going to add a lot of heart, heartache, stress, 
things that you just don't need in your life. So just go ahead and seek out that advice so you can get help. Yeah. And I think it's important as well for, for leaders who are listening to this to, to realize you need to kind of create that culture. Because a lot of the time why people don't do that is because they feel that if I do that, it might be perceived that I can't do this job. Like I'm not going to be successful. And it's almost that. Right. I've just got to carry on doing it. Because if I do, then I'm going to signal myself up as the weak link. Right. Exactly. Another thing I think as well around that rut piece is is so so many people so so many salespeople and you probably see this a lot of the time when people come to you and ask advice is they get so hung up on the uncontrollable things the things that you just couldn't have an impact on that they kind of lose sight of what they can control um you know some of the things that happened like the, the customer wasn't in or like they didn't they didn't pick up the phone to this there's controllables to that but in that situation there's uncontrollables and they get so like caught up in this it it impacts their whole day which then has a domino effect on things that they could control. <laughs> Yep. Yep. So my, my former boss always said, control what you can control. I don't have you ever heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Control what you can control. And that's the biggest thing is that once you understand that, then you don't get as emotionally upset about a deal. Right. If someone says, Hey, we're not moving forward. Like obviously at the end of the day, that affects your quota. So you're going to be mad. But really at the end of the day, I always think about like, what could be the worst possible situation like real 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 live example so yesterday i got in a wreck i wasn't driving i was in the passenger seat right i could have straight up died right so my perspective changes very quick it's me oh man i'm not at quota to like man i almost died <laughs> like think about those yeah. perspectives it's two different <laughs> things right so I, I always think about that like yo like you could straight up get hit by a car you get by a bus like cars are replaceable you could go find another co- company to hit quota but like the stress that it puts on your body to like not to think about things that you can't control that's mm. going to mentally mess you up more than anything else. So I really try not to get too caught up in things that I can't control. If it's out of my control, I'm like, it is what it is. We can't control people. We can't tr- determine circumstances. We can get better to make sure that we can close more. We can get better that we can figure out how to do, how to like get those things done but it's not really worrying about like, oh man, that deal didn't close. I hit quota. It's like wondering why didn't you hit quota? Was it you're not being as productive as you're saying you are? Or did you are you not seek, like seeking out advice like I talked about? Are you are you not having a proper morning routine, which I feel like is critical to anyone's success? These are things you got to ask yourself. I don't know everyone's life, but you got to ask yourself like, yo, where, why am I messing up here? Oh, it's because I'm not doing this. Or oh, I'm I'm not hitting these goals. Oh, it's because this is a problem that I have to address. And again, that's for everybody. It's not just me telling you all what to do. It's something that I'm doing myself. Mm. And, and taking yourself back to when you first started, what do you think were the biggest kind of maybe blockers or limiting beliefs to your mindset of, of being successful? I think one, I was afraid of rejection, which isn't helpful. <laughs> in sales. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think anyone's hopping out the gate and saying they love rejection. Some people do. I don't believe them. Uh, maybe you do, but uh, everyone's like, oh, hey, I love rejection. It's like, no, rejection happens. So I just didn't like getting rejected on the phone, which is why I didn't make cold calls. But over time, I told myself, wait, hold on. Why do I care about that? This person doesn't even know who I am. So why am I afraid of rejection? So I got over that real quick by telling myself that. And then the next thing is I didn't seek – I wasn't seeking active feedback like I should have. I think that was another mm-hmm. piece. My mindset wasn't 100% involved in the role. So I was like kind of like 70, 75, which again – gets you by but it doesn't get you to the point to be great and so that's as a as a sdr that's where i really struggled but then once my mind was like okay i'm gonna be 
as good as this, as great as this is possible, that's when everything changed for me. And then, yeah. and then also as well, just something to keep mindful of, something that I noticed in the beginning is that willing, the willingness to try out new things, I think my mindset was blocked off to that. I wasn't willing to try a lot of stuff. But then like I just op- I just opened it up to be like, you know what, I'm just going to try out new things. And then that's when I was able to navigate through those waters and do the things that mattered and to get me the results that I need to get to. Yeah. Yeah, that actually links in quite nicely. Have you heard of the book called Atomic Habits by James Clear? I have heard of it. I haven't read it. Yeah. So um, I was actually reading it a couple of weeks ago and I did a session on this and, and relating around, you know, trying out new things. He talks about this thing called the two minute habit rule. Um. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the best ways to ingrain, I mean, habits create a built about 45% of our daily routine. But he said, you know, when we try and do something new, we try and we automatically think we need to be perfect at it. And when we're not, we then give it up and think it's not working. So with this two minute habit rule, it's, it's designed something so simple that no matter what your willpower and motivation is, you can still do it. So exactly. he said, rather than reading a book a night, he'd read one page a night. Or rather than going to the gym, he'd put his kit on. There's a great story he shared with this guy called Mitch who he'd never been to the gym before. He was overweight. And for the first month, all he did was go to the gym for five minutes each day. That's it. He'd never allow himself to go more because he wasn't trying to become really fit straight away. He was just trying to get the habit of turning up. So it's almost thinking about, like you say, with some of these some of these things, is thinking, you know, what's the really simple version? Just to try something new. Is it is it to send one or two messages on LinkedIn a day? Or is it to try and send a different approach? Or try and have a different conversation once a day just something that doesn't feel too overwhelming but can start getting you to sort of think differently yeah absolutely absolutely because i I, that's what that's what i think about as well is yeah small steps to lead to large sum outcomes because i think a lot of people are like oh like i don't want i can't do all these things at once because it's a lot right but if you take the small steps then you can do it just to compound on what you were saying there yeah definitely Definitely. And do you, do you think anything's changed over the sort of, you know, last five years around what the biggest blockers of people's mindset are? Is there anything that you seem more so now that people are coming up against and thinking, oh, this is a challenge that wasn't so much before? Social media, that's the yeah. biggest change. When you think about it, right, I, I, I always, I, if I didn't do what I did, I probably would delete all social media. I'd probably be a lot happier person. <laughs> to be completely honest like if i didn't have to use it i really really wouldn't be on it because you just see things that you're like man i wish that was me or like yo that should be me or yo i should be on that vacation or oh man like why am i behind like it messes with you right yeah. so when you see people's success the thing is i wish i wish on social media and you know it is i wish they told you how many hours it took to make that post or how many hours it took to get them to that accomplishment, then people would have a real sense of what that means. But I think as a day, as of today, you only see the photo, you only see the caption, you don't see the behind the scenes. Like if they told you the behind the scenes and how much work that went into that, we would have a better perspective and we our mindsets wouldn't be as messed up as they are. But because we don't have that, that's what leads into a lot of pieces. It really is social media. There really is no change. It's just that things are more in your face now and you don't even know how that person got there you don't know the behind the scenes work and so you start saying things and doing things and wondering things that you shouldn't even be worried about in the first place yeah yeah definitely definitely and and linked to that with with social media you know particularly now nowadays social media is part of this we're focusing a lot more there's a lot more awareness now around ensuring our mental health is to a level it needs to be and wellness and well-being 
what advice would you give people who are listening to this if they're they're running teams or working in teams alongside people to ensure that they're they're managing this because as we all know stress uh, is a big part of sales yeah so i'll give a shout out to jesse and kevin over there patient pop i know i saw a couple posts i've seen they do meditation in the morning i think that's yeah. that's awesome as a team i don't think a lot of teams are even doing that uh, another thing is they they take their they take the rough sets of movies they take them out to do a spin class like I used to do as a team, we would go out to concerts, right? I think we, I take walks with my reps. I think you have to get outside the confines of work. If you're mm-hmm. at work in an office and doing a one-to-one, you feel like you have to give professional answers. When you are outside of that element, you get more real, you get more raw. And so I think those are things that we have to think about as leaders is how can we do things that create the more of human element so people are allowed to be more human with us? Because if it's just like, all right, here I am again, it's that's not going to help people. And so yeah. those are the things that you really have to think about. Yeah, definitely. And on, on the topic of, of tips for you, you mentioned earlier around having, you know, a strong morning routine and a strong sort of preparation. What are some of the things that, that you do that are ingrained in your every day or every week or start of every month that I think contribute to your success? Yeah. So have you seen the YouTube video with Mel Robbins? Uh, is it the visualization? Five, four, three, two, one? Well, I've, the, I do the five, four, three, two, one, but also Mel Robbins the visualization. Uh, I might have, but I'll definitely double check. But what okay, but I might ring the bell. All right, so everybody, check this out: Mel Robbins visual visualization video. It's billion dollar hab, millionaire habits. So he said, every morning you should visualize. Where do you want to be? Where do you, who? What's your company? What what house do you want? Visualize this and 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 say like that is me. I'm, I'm finally glad I was able to get there. Oh, wow. Look at me do this and that. So I've been, so this is all new stuff. So I will see at the end of the year how this all pans out, but it's been helpful for me so far. So at the beginning of the year, I was like, I want to change up my morning routine because it was very spotty. It wasn't consistent. So every morning I do visualization every morning. I have a, I have a, I have a notebook, three things I'm grateful for. What's my main goal for the day? Three, three targets. So what would make it a win for me? Then there's a quote in the middle, and then I reflect on that quote. How does it affect me today? Then at the end of the day, what I'll do is three things that I was grateful for at, towards the end of the day. What were some learning lessons that I have? What are some big wins that I that I got? And then that's that's the journal that I have there. And then mm-hmm. also in the morning, it, it depends on my day, but normally I'll go work out. I don't work out every single day. And then also as well, that incorporates a breakfast. And then normally I'll watch a some type of video that is either motivational or I listen to like a bit of podcasts as I'm getting into my day. And normally that's like answering emails, et cetera. But yeah, start as soon as I get out of bed, it's only five, five, six o'clock local time, wherever I'm at, I'm in different time zones. So it could be different. Then mm-hmm. boom, I go up to the morning. I, I immediately go to the bathroom and write out the three goals. And then straight from there, I go into the, I go into prayer and visualization and then after prayer and visualization, then I'll go watch a video on – could be visualization, could be anything. I've watched a lot of Kobe videos lately because of Kobe's death. And then mm. on top of that as well, then from there, I, I know what the goals are because I looked at them. I look at them. I see what I want to become. And then after doing that, boom, then I, I hop into work. So that's my morning routine. I've, I found that every person who is successful has a very consistent morning routine everybody's different, but they have a consistent morning routine. And I realized that was what was missing to get to the next step. And so that's what I've been doing lately. 
Great, great. And actually, it lines up and there's a recommendation for anyone because I think journaling is such a powerful thing. There's a great thing called the Six Minute Diary. Um, if anyone has not got into journaling and wants a bit of an intro into it and the sort of science behind it, it's a great thing. It talks a lot around morning routine in there. And what 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 have you noticed? Any big differences so far or any sort of smaller things or what others have picked up on about you? I'm way more calm. I've noticed that. I've also noticed that I'm able to get in my introspective faster than I normally am. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to I'm willing to admit certain things that I probably would never bring up ever. And now I'm able to do that with way with way more confidence at the whole. And then and then as well, I've also just been way more focused and present in all my conversations which is very hard for me to do because my mind goes a thousand miles per hour. So to be able to like calm that down has been, has been great. And also because I'm writing down what I'm grateful for, I'm way more appreciative of the things that are in front of me. And then a lot of things have been happening that allow me to pan out those things. So it's been, it's been good. Mm, great. Great. Well, Morgan, thank you again for, for coming on. It's been a real pleasure again, speaking to you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Before we go, uh, Morgan, where can people find you and SDR Chronicles? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the, it's really just going to be different people or talking about different stuff. I feel like, you know, across the board, when I first started out, it was really focused on here's all the sales about role. I'm trying to go beyond just that prospecting and really just understanding what people are doing in their, in their, in their life. I feel like mm. that's just not talked about enough. Like, what are you doing outside of work to get you to where you are? And so a lot of the content is going to be focused around that. And then as well, you know, if you want to find me on LinkedIn, Morgan J. Ingram, if you want to know what we're doing, JV Sales, that's the place that I'm working at. And then also additionally as well, uh, SCR Chronicles. Yep, that's back on back on route. So those are the things to, to check out. And I, you know, I appreciate it. And hopefully everyone got some little tidbits of info to, to think about in terms of mindset, because those things that I was telling you all are just stuff that I think about to help me be successful. Mm. Well, I love that morning routine piece. It's given me some inspiration maybe to add a couple of things to mine as well. So thank you for that. For sure. For sure. Great. Well, um, thank you again, Morgan. And thanks for everyone for tuning in to Not Another Sales Podcast. I'll catch you soon. Thanks, Chris. Hey, people. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to find out more and connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn under Chris Hatfield, H-A-T-F-I-E-L-D or on my website, www.notanothersalesguy.com. That's www.notanothersalesguy.com. Stay tuned in future for some courses and free content on there as well. But for now, have a good one and I'll catch you soon.